0: I think in terms of us appearing together as a couple it was so liberating to be like yeah finally now you all know what i am who i am you know now now our queerness is something that's identifiable by looking at us
1: Welcome to Lovelink, your guide to love and sex in all forms. We're your hosts, Simone Humphrey and Sina Simon. Today, we're talking to Simone's cousin Rachel and her girlfriend Ada about the evolution of their relationship following Ada's male-to-female gender transition. Ada, then Adam, and Rachel met on OkCupid, and it was love at first sight. Five years later, they're living together as a lesbian couple. So welcome,
2: Rachel and Ada. Thanks for being here. Thank you for (laughs) having us. So to start us out, we'd love to know kind of how long you guys have been together and how the two of you met and what drew you to each other. Do you want to go? Should I go? We Uh, met through an algorithm, which I think is (laughs) very fitting, given my interest in um, data and... (laughs) Creativity, but um, yeah, we met on OK Cupid, so um, I found you through Did you find a recommendation. Me? Yeah, I found you. It was one of those things where that they're like, like, You might like this like shit. You should human. check out
0: this well, idiot. a
2: friend
1: yeah. of yours who recommended, or no, the app, the, the, yeah. the, app,
2: the whatever, like. On, okay, keep it at least. The perfect match. Yeah, yeah. You, um, uh. you answer a bunch of questions, and I guess.
0: It'll be like, you have a 94% match with this jerk, you know?
2: And you're like, oh, okay, I'll give him five stars or something. And how many years ago was this?
0: Five years ago. A little, just like five years and two months or something like that. But yeah.
2: Okay, so an algorithm matched you, and then where did you go on your first date?
0: Five leaves in Williamsburg. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Bougie-bougie. We're like the poster children, or maybe I'm the poster child for OkCupid because I went on one and only one OkCupid date. It was Rachel. First shot out of the gate. I was like, well,
2: done. Can sign (laughs) off. That was not my experience. (laughs) I also was seeing two other people, uh, and I started dating Ada, but I, I dropped them like hot rock, like hot hot potatoes <laughs> <laughs>
1: what were your initial impressions of each other when you first met out of my league she walked
0: up in fact i think it was a good thing because she walked up i mean we had we had chatted on okcupid we had sent we decided to date after sending back and forth like you know i think the first time one of us contacted the other it was like four sentences and then four sentences back and then it was like A paragraph and a half and then like three paragraphs and then five paragraphs and like they just kept getting bigger and bigger so finally we're like we should meet and she walked up I was uncharacteristically early I was early and she walked up and I went my heart just sank I was like oh god she's way too good looking there's no way this girl's gonna be interested in me but so I think it was a good thing because it made me go ah fuck it i was, just you know whatever I'll just be myself eat some food it'll be fine And so then I was like a total nerd the whole time. I I think it opened me up to actually be myself. Um, And I got a burger with an egg on it, and I dropped it on my shirt. And
1: And you were like, sexy. (laughs)
2: Um, I knew that I was going to marry her after our first date.
1: Wow. And I've
2: never had that feeling about anyone else, even though I have even been engaged to someone I just met you and I was like oh yeah you and so after that I like went to a bar and talked to one of my friends who was a bartender but he now runs his own um, Reiki practice here <laughs> in Brooklyn um, and I was like oh I am like I met this person, yeah, and he was like, "Oh, totally I can go for that." That makes per that sounds very like <laughs> stable and wise. What did you see in Ada that made you want to marry her? When I met you and I spoke with you, um, it it sounds like a cliche, but I was like, "Oh, I've already clearly known this person." The way that we were able to talk and um our interests, and I never had met someone that um reminded me so much of myself but was also like a completely different entity I was like oh this person get like it just it, it lit me up and um was really exciting so I was like oh yeah that's cool and the thing is though this is not to say that like Take what I said with a grain of salt, of course, because, you know, we've gotten in fights and, like, nearly broken up and things like that. It was just this, like, very primal, like, gut feeling that I was like, oh, this, this person. But it's funny. I I
0: actually didn't realize that you went and, like, checked in with somebody right after and they confirmed a feeling. Yes. Because that that happened to me, too. I I actually had two. So I was living with roommates in Bushwick. And... um, one roommate was home when I got back, and he was the guy who was actually, like... He's a, still a great friend of mine, and he was on OKCupid, and I was sort of watching him go on date, on date, on date, on date. And I was still heartbroken over this girl who had dumped me, like, I think one year earlier. Um, and, you know, and, like, over it, but in, like, big quotes, like, not really over <laughs> it at all. Um, and uh, and so, I, you know, it, I had never done... Uh, online anything before and this I think you know I don't think Tinder existed, existed. yet which or is Bumble weird to think about. Yeah, or Bumble and a any of that. those other apps. Um, so okay keep it was like the new interesting thing um and uh and I watched him you know go and like I have interesting dates and also just get to hook up and shit and I was like yeah sure like I'll, why not I'm, I'm sick of dating in my little like theater crowd it's so incestuous I was like I feel like I've dated everybody that was even interesting anyway you know um so, uh, but anyway, so I got home from the date and I had a, a, a different friend of mine waiting in my, uh, bedroom cause we were going to do a, a little recording session. Oh my God, it
2: was Matthew Marsh. Matthew
0: Marsh. Yeah. So he was, he was off in the bedroom, but, uh, the, the first friend Josh was in his bedroom. So I walked in there and he's like, how'd the date go? And I proceed to be like, uh, well, I mean, it was really nice. She's great. But I was like, I just really feel like maybe she was, l- like, she's two. And then, bloop, my phone buzzes. And I was like, hold on. And I pulled it out, looked at it, and Rachel had sent me a one-sentence text that just said, by the way, you are such a fox. And I was like, oh, it went great. Now, yeah, this is awesome. Yep, it's a went great well. text. Um, and so then I went into the bedroom.
2: No more, no less. And...
0: <laughs> yeah, and and told the other friend who was waiting for... He, he had to, like... I was, like, late getting back from the date because it actually was a really great date. And, and so he was, like, asleep in my bed already. And so I, like, woke him up and told him all about Rachel. And he was, like... He was, like, this is going to be the one that gets you over that girl. He's, <laughs> like, I can feel it. This is the one. And I was, like, okay. <laughs> you know, and, of course, in the moment, it's, like, Rachel was all, like, oh, I knew. And I was, like, it's doubtful. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are relieving texts to get
0: oh my god yeah, yeah. Un- yeah. yeah completely
2: but it sounds like there was an immediate magical chemistry between yes. the yeah. two of you and that you knew pretty quickly that you guys wanted to stay together for yeah a while. yeah so I mean tell us a little bit at that point because Rachel I know I mean I've known you for your whole life yes and I know that you have dated women I know you've mm-hmm. dated men. Um, at that point, like how did you identify in terms of your sexual orientation? Well, on Okay Cupid, I had listed myself as bisexual and um, Ada caught me off guard because I was convinced at that point that I would only like the long-term goal would be to be with a woman, not that one can like choose, but I'm like I have dated enough men at this point and I'm kind of over it and so my next big love, I want to be a woman because I got out of a long um, hetero-cis relationship and I was like, this just doesn't really work Which was also for the me.
0: engagement that yeah. fell apart, too. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, is, was I was like, I need thing. something more yeah. queer. Um, and at that point, Ada was Adam. Yes. yes. And I was kind of pissed off. Like, that was the one, I was like, why does it have to be a, like, a straight boy? Like, really? Like, <laughs> that we were done Hold with up, but I, I also think up, f- I think up
0: front, I had listed myself as bi on yes, there. Yes. So. I, I, I mean, I know that's not that different, but, like, I do think at, at the very least you were like, oh, it's a bi boy, not a straight boy. Yeah. But still a cis boy. Yeah.
1: How soon did it take to get comfortable with the idea that your next big love could be with, adam now ada because you you were thinking i'm gonna be with a man radical acceptance uh, <laughs> kind of my mantra um because i just loved
2: or i was a, even at that point i mean i wasn't in love with ada but i was just attracted to ada as adam and i was like why should i dictate the gender of who i fall in love with and even if it doesn't match up with um what i thought would happen um that's fine to, although it spoiler
1: it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't well, work in the, in the the the, your long-term <laughs> plan
2: actually fit i i even remember saying to um my sister over lunch one day that that i was like oh if i could change anything about our relationship i would change ada's gender but that's on me and like being Selfish, and I don't think you'd even known that. So, no, actually, I don't even know if I know that
0: you had said that until right this moment.
2: Yeah. So, Ada, Mm -hmm. at what point did you start thinking about transitioning? Well, okay, so that's that's like a let's unpack that. Let's unpack (laughs) that. Yeah. Um,
0: in my early 20s... Twi- like I, you, there's all this stuff that you can trace in my childhood. We're now looking back on, it and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, durr. yeah, <laughs> like dirt, like early feelings. But, um, uh, but I really wasn't conscious of them at the time. And then early twenties is about when I started being like, oh, this is something that's interesting to me. Um, and, or no, that I, you know, teens was really like it's interesting to me secretly. Early twenties was like. Now it's a fantasy, and I think just by the very nature of it, and I think this is where like it gets you know for people who are looking to poke holes in it, it gets um in into territory that that becomes a little easier to do because in that moment, I thought it was a fetish, you know um I was cross dressing in private um uh I would have a lover here and there who'd be kind of. Down to to play, you know, but even then it was kind of like in the bedroom kind of thing.
2: And that's how it was disclosed to me. That's like, true. That's how it started right in our relationship. Um, yeah. So I knew from day one, but it wasn't like I'm trans. It's like, no, I'm, it was
0: like I like to listen. cross dress. Yeah. I like to cross dress. This is a thing that's really yeah. interesting to me. I like to do it in bed, um, you know, or even just like
2: around like, the house, around, like, around, yeah, like around the house
0: <laughs> for my own. Masturbatory (laughs) excitement, you know. (laughs)
2: Um, Rachel, what was it like the first time you saw Ada in women's clothes?
0: When was the first time you saw me in women's clothes? Was it when I sent you those pictures from the. I was, I like put on your corset and sent it to you like a picture at work. Was it probably?
2: I don't know. I don't know. It's hard because so much of this blurs together, but also sometimes I would, like, come home from work, and Ada would surprise me being, like, dressed up head to toe. Um, But again, always,
0: like, always in a, like, sexy way, you know, always in, like, a corset and stockings and whatever, you know. Yes. I'd force my feet into Rachel's high heels, which
2: was always a And then we would do it non-sexually for Halloween and some parties and things like that. But that was like, even
0: that was later once It was more established as like This is something I'd like to do But I'm just maybe too scared to do it
1: So when did it shift When did the shift happen To moving from framing uh, Cross-dressing as something more sexual In your relationship Mm -hmm. um, Into, no, I actually want to transition To being a woman And this is my identity now Uh How did you have that conversation With Rachel for the first time?
0: Um, I think... Well, therapy, yeah. God um, bless our therapists. God bless our therapists.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: uh, I think it was something that first I had to to become comfortable talking to my therapist about. I had gone to see my therapist not for trans reasons initially. Um, I had gone because, funnily enough, I actually had like an anger management problem. And, um, uh, and, you know, and, and and combined with sort of like anxiety and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so I, ha- I had gone to see her for that originally. And as we sort of unpacked all that other stuff and did a lot of, she does like um uh, uh, CBT, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy. And so we would sort of worked on a lot of things. Uh, and then there came a point where there was kind of a big incident. And I was like, I think I need more help. So I saw a psychiatrist and I got on some psych meds that I'm on. To this day, and I love them; they're wonderful. Um, but so it was kind of like after getting out of crisis mode about that, that opened the door to be like, okay, so now what? And I started realizing that this was a thing that was just on my mind all the time, and that I, you know, that the the fantasy of it was actually not just. A, a bedroom thing. The fantasy was: I wish I could live this every day. I hate, you know. I I was not having fun in a boy body. I was not having fun in those gender roles. I was not having fun in boy clothes. You know. It, it, in the past, I had found sort of like punk rocky excuses to wear um, eyeliner and nail polish and stuff. You know. Um, uh, but like, I wished that I could just. Wear makeup all you know every day. Like I was so dissatisfied with what I was seeing and what I was feeling all the time, um, and so I think that was the na- that was the nature of the fantasy. It, it sort of blossomed into being like God. I just wish this could be all the time, every day, and not only secluded to the, or sequestered into this kind of secret kinky bedroom life, which granted is totally fun and totally valid, also. Um, but uh, but yeah, I sort of just wanted more and so I so that kind of I think I think at first the conversation wasn't even like oh I want to transition right now it was like I had this fantasy of doing it and so I talked to Rachel about the fantasy of it you know Um and I think there'd be times where that would lead into sexy things and then there was also times where it was just like heart to hearts you know about that being a desire of mine do, do you agree with that?
2: Yes, yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah.
2: And how did you respond, Rachel? Um I have been so open to all of this from day 1 and however this evolution has gone. So, um Yeah, it's hard because I know with a question that we get asked often is like what date did Ada, tell you and how did you feel, and then what, and it all really blurs together. I would say that you shared often after therapy sessions, and then we would mm-hmm. talk about it together. Um, yeah, there
0: wasn't like a, I feel like another trans narrative you hear a lot that I think is, it truly probably is the most common one. Man, eh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna re- rescind that, but, but even that's probably not true. But I think, especially later in life, there's a, and especially with people who, with, with, with trans, you know, men, trans women, whatever, uh, who are into women. Cause that thing is a lot easier when you're into boys, you know? I think the jump from, oh, maybe I'm not a gay guy, maybe I'm a woman who wants to be with men is, is an easier jump than, I feel like I'm a straight person, but now I have this desire. So what does that mean? Um, like, am I, you know, am I now in a lesbian relationship? The answer is, Yeah, I am, but that's a weird jump to make. So I think oftentimes what happens is um, the trans person will end up in a super cis-hetero relationship with a super cis-hetero lady and then have this moment where they decide they want to do it and there's, like, a coming out, which I think is more... The situation where you can be like, yeah, October 27, 2000, whatever, like, I came out to my wife. And it was this huge thing, you hear about the wife having to adjust, and, you know, and maybe they stay together, maybe they don't, blah, blah, blah. But with Rachel, it wasn't like that. It was, it was just like, we started our relationship—we always used to say, like, even before any of this started becoming a big conversation, that, that outwardly no one sees that we're in a queer relationship— at any the
2: time, we've been queer and since we day have been one. queer
0: since day one.
2: So, in fact, now the exterior matched the interior, and I was thrilled and I felt guilty because, as I s- said to you guys, like something like the the one thing that I wished was different about our relationship was that it, it, people could see the kind of queerness that it is, but no one could, and like, oh, now that's happening, and now like ada is becoming ada and i was like oh is she like reading vibes that like this is a secret want and fantasy on
1: my part (laughs) but (laughs) and what was it like to be with your friends and be in public and you know be a couple as you are now as a lesbian couple yeah
0: you mean mean post post post
1: trans yeah
0: yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. it I mean the first you know the first handful of times is by its very nature is just terrifying, you know you're uh you know I mean, partially because it's like it's a brand new thing uh I think the first time I'd started doing it in public uh I was on hormones, but it was the early days so I hadn't really done much yet, you know um I was god awful at makeup, you know. Um, and so, you know, the, the concern was less even about, be, about like, the appearance of the two of us. Like, that has never been a discomfort to me. It was always about, like, and still is even to date, is always me being incredibly worried that I just look like a man, you know, uh, who's failing completely at at um, uh, conveying the, this is an unfair word to use, but the illusion that I'm a woman, you know, um... And uh, so I think a lot of it was about that for the, the in the early days, but I don't know. I think in terms of us appearing together as a couple, it was so liberating to be like, yeah, finally, now you all know what I am, who I am, you know. Now, now our queerness is something that's identifiable by looking at us, you know. And people, it's funny. I don't know that I could necessarily. Uh, elaborate on how people treat us differently? I mean, I think the answer is people haven't much, uh, uh, other than things like switching pronouns and stuff. Um, but, But, yeah, I think it's just been very freeing in the way that they say, you know, the truth sets you free, you know?
2: We live in an era of constant distraction, noise, and disconnection, making it hard to feel centered and focused when it matters. At LoveLink, we're all about strengthening this connection to ourselves and our partners. We're brought to you today by a platform that shares in this idea. It's called Non, spelled N O N, and it's a sound meditation app for the iPhone. What makes Non unique is that it isn't a collection of pre-recorded music. Instead, non-produces each sound note by note, making no two sessions ever alike. This lack of familiarity means you can approach each session unclouded by expectation, forever keeping your attention purely in the moment. Not only can this help us connect to ourselves, but also can be a shared experience with your partner. Set the timer, sit with your lover, and meditate, sharing the experience of mindfully focusing on one another. In the midst of our busy schedules, sometimes we forget to truly see the person we love right in front of us. Download Non in the iPhone App Store today. So it sounds like the transition has had a profound impact on you because yes. now you feel like you're more in your identity—you as a couple are more in your queer identity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, what other changes has it been like um, after the transition as a couple? Um lots uh, yeah. hormones are a hell of a drug um <laughs> <laughs> but in a lot of good ways too like um yeah i don't know i i can't take apart what exactly might be hormones and like a chemical change and what might also be you getting older and yeah the, the, blurred the, the line real, gets blurred but yeah. um from a emotional side of things like Ada is a much more sensitive partner and more patient and she um a better listener um working on it still but yeah <laughs> and then that's <laughs> that's the hormones talking <laughs> totally um am more uh compassionate a lot more empathy um way less angry yeah, yeah. And then in terms of sex, our whole sex life has changed, but yeah, not in completely. a bad way. It's just different. Would you feel comfortable sharing a little bit about how it's changed? Sure, like, how detailed do you want to get? Whatever <laughs> detail do However, you feel comfortable okay.
0: with? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I feel like we're, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like we're super comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost like, I'm worried we'll say too much. and like, <laughs> grass everybody out. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: You um, won't gross us out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, we don't have penetrative sex anymore for the most part. Um, no, in fact, we tried it once recently and it, felt and it was so super weird. weird.
0: Yeah. Um, I was worried that it was, that I've been wanting to try. We haven't, you know, we hadn't done it for like a... A year and year plus or something, and not
2: I, sex, oh, no, yeah, yeah <laughs> penetrative like, pen, sex, sex. <laughs>
0: and and also, to be clear, I mean like we mean straight penetrative sex, like me penetrating her with a with a penis a your- penis, yeah, which is even that's a gross word. we don't call it that in the house we there, we have cute nicknames for it such as Uberclit, or (laughs) Rachel Rachel coined the term gnocchi. It's her little gnocchi. (laughs) It's it's a little gnocchi. She calls me gnocarina of time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I don't know. (laughs)
0: Um, i like pain you, but um, but yeah, we you know we did it once recently because I'd I'd really been interested to find out like is this something because there's also you know, is the big question that everybody's always interested in which is fine of you know of like will I get the surgery someday? Jury's out. Uh, it it comes down to that question of like do I, like do I want do I wish I had a vagina. Oh, undoubtedly, yes. If I could flip a switch and just have a perfect real on this very second, I'd do it in a heartbeat. You know, but the reality of it is that it's a massive invasive surgery, and there's a lot of complications that can happen. The, the recovery time uh, time is lengthy and a big hassle, and you know, it so, might
2: change how you experience pleasure. Sure, too. sure,
0: right? Like, like you know, I think the has become like, or became like, what would would it be? Would the shift be so? Huge that I realized I didn't enjoy it, and now there's no going back, you know? So, so one of the big questions that I've had is, like, well, now that I've been a year-plus into this, like, do I miss that? And we tried it, and granted, like, Rachel, for just stupid and doctory reasons, has been off birth control, so we did do it with a condom, which I always had hated anyway, just because like like girl, gnocchi was never that big to begin with, and like now it was even less so. And so like I just hate it; they fall off, like and I can't feel anything through them. So I've just never been a huge fan. I know that's a common thing to say, but but so maybe it would be a little different once you're back on birth control, and we could try it the other way. But but I was like, yeah, this is awful. Like I actually stopped. We we didn't finish. I stopped up with through and was like, yeah, this is this is not it.
2: And why did you decide to stop having penetrative sex in the first place?
0: Well, I mean, I want to hear your thoughts about this too, but... um but
2: that was actually something that like came up with us. Cause I was like, I see you so much as a woman. I do mm. not want to have penetrative sex with you because it's funny for me being as queer as I am. Like when I think about the relationships that I have with women and the way that I have sex with women, I it's very different than the way that I have sex with men. So I was like, I want to have lady sex with you. Well, like, like, and historically
0: you said to me like in
2: lady sex, you're the top. I'm the top. So, yeah. and with,
0: with boys, you've been the bottom. Yes. I used I used to be the top. Yeah. No. It used to be about like me fucking Rachel, you know. And, you know, which was fine. And 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 for the record, like that sex at the time was excellent. And like, valid you know, and, and valid fun. and wonderful. Yeah. yeah, we had a great time. But um But now it's really the opposite. Now it's kind of like about Rachel fucking me, (laughs) you know, or, 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 or a paradigm of like mutualness. Mutual
2: fucking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or like, I mean, something that's wonderful that I think even straight couples sometimes don't explore enough that is wonderful is like, just, just masturbating next to each other. Just having somebody present with you. While you're kind of doing the thing that everybody does best, you know, um, and there's something about like having somebody there and just sort of being with you and touching you, like even in even just like caresses or even just having that energy next to you is something. There's something so wonderful and um, uh, I don't know, connecting about about watching your partner in a in an incredibly private moment, you know, being let into that moment. Um, and so there's a lot of that too, you know.
1: What have you learned about yourself? Each of, this is a question for both of mm-hmm. you about yourselves as sexual beings through this process. Because um, your sex life sounds like it's changed a lot. Your both of your roles have changed mm-hmm. from more dominant, more mm-hmm. submissive, or however you want to frame it. Sure, yeah. I am so much
2: happier in this role, um, and the implications of that too. I mean, I hope that we don't break up i'd like to stay with you forever but i'm like oh this is the kind of sex that like if i have sex with a like this this is the only kind of sex that i want to be having if that makes sense Th- yeah. this has helped me realize one like in that- the- sorry go ahead no no no, no. oh the- and like
0: in the in the past we have in the past we, we've always said that we do like polyamory light <laughs> you know like l-i-t-e um uh in in that, like, we're not, I don't know, we're not, like, an open swinger couple, but, you know, we've led each other kind of, uh, we've had, like, extracurricular time <laughs> together and also apart, and, um, and nowadays, I mean, we still have an interest in that kind of stuff, but, like, I am, like, God, I don't know how, for, like, a first-time partner, unless it's somebody who's already really familiar with a... Trans femme body. How to navigate? That. How to navigate that? The, 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 there's there's such specific stuff that Rachel like Rachel's acquired the skill. it has been like a learning
2: curve with yeah. a lot of communication about figuring out for what, both of us what works. Yeah,
0: so, um,
2: and having someone else like
0: like I just feel like I would spend the, the whole bat. time like having to teach them how my body works because it's so different than the norm. You know, um, yeah. Because it's like, it, it's kind of like, you know, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And I'm like, well, it moves like a penis and it looks like a penis, but it's not a penis. And <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't function really like one now, you know? Um, yeah.
2: So aside from having to teach another partner um, kind of what you like, I mean, do you think that there's other reasons why your interest in open, opening up your relationship has gone down? Um, Is that like lesbian U-Haul effect?
1: <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. I
0: mean, i got to be honest. I also think on some level, like, I have perceptibly noticed changes in the in, in the way, I don't know, many ways that I just feel from being on testosterone blockers and estrogen. And, I mean, I, you know, it's it's funny, like, how often this thing... This whole experience starts affirming stereotypes about me. Like it's, it's so stupid, terrible. and I want to be like, ah, I'm like, I'm a liberal progressive, and like that. That's stupid. And like I'm like, oh no, like now I feel like incredibly more emotional, and I'm like, I don't have that urge to like sow my wild seed anymore. Like you know, I'm like, I'm,
2: I'm, just I'm just like, yeah, I just want to cuddle, and I'm like, but I like my partner. You know, <laughs> All right, there's some like concrete biological changes. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. and maybe you're also embodying more of the socialized experience yeah
0: yeah a new new gender role why not yeah Yeah.
2: yeah. i don't know it could also be like you know we've been together for five years now we're getting a bit older and like the needs that i had when i was 25 um are different different than than they are now and it's not that i'm closed off to anything it's just it's not important it was totally important when we started Mm -hmm. dating Mm -hmm. um and now it's like when in Rome, maybe? Yeah, we can, exactly. Like, but I, it's I think not we so- sought <laughs> it out
0: before, and now it's kind of like, we're more interested in, like, if it happens, if we find out that somebody's interested, then great. Then we're open to it. But but I don't know that we're doing what we did before of, like, having one of those creepy couples okay can profiles. Which we, totally <laughs> Which we totally did. we totally did.
2: Have you noticed any changes in Rachel as a partner since the transition
0: handshell <laughs> um <laughs> uh, yes yes undoubtedly um i mean for one thing it's it's funny like we we've talked about like the top bottom dynamic in the bedroom but there's this like like actually sort of i mean it this it's weird i, I hate putting things in this Binary paradigm, but like, but it's like Rachel went from being like I hate yeah I hate the way of saying this, but whatever. It, it, it feels like Rachel was the girl in the relationship, and I was the boy, and now it's flip flopped. And not that Rachel has any interest in becoming a man in any way, but but like she kind of wears the pants in the house now, and and I I I think I love was always
2: wearing the pants, but like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are there other surprises you've had uh, uh through the transition? Discoveries you've had about what it's like to be a woman?
0: Oh god, yeah, every like what's day. What's the
1: biggest what's the biggest one for you?
0: Um I think the patriarchy is real. Yeah, I mean honestly like like as you know as as stereotypical as that sounds, it's really true. Like it it's really interesting to remove oneself from from being in, the, in you know, argue, just in terms of race and gender and everything, from arguably the most privileged role to one that now by definition isn't, you know? And, and part, part of that is the trans part, but part of it is the woman part, the female part. And it's been, like, a huge one, yeah, is, like, how men treat me. And there's been ways in which it's been really positive. Like, my best guy friends, like now they, like, I don't know, now they, it's not like they flirt with me, but now they do that flirty rapport that guys do with girls that, you know, that I've done to women before, um, uh, which, which, which for me is, like, a firm, I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, thank you for, like, treating me in the way I want to be treated, um, uh, you know, they'll, like, even, like, you know, when, when, when we show up and hug, they'll, like, kiss me on the cheek now, which never would have happened before, um, so, you know, and, like, my my buddy Josh, like, now he's like, hey, babe, like, what's up? What do you want to do? You know, which is so lovely and affirming. Um, but then, like, a more complicated one is, like, I get catcalled now, which is crazy, you know. Um, and and that's fucked up because it's, like, and I think there's a... Ver- we talked about yeah, there's this, a, too. There's a cis version of this that exists of, like... I kind of want to turn around and be like, you know, pig, but at the same time, I'm like, but thank you, like you kind of made my day, <laughs> For you know, my like, today. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, feel, I guess I look pretty, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, so like those kind of dynamics, like I've noticed ways in which I'm because I, I truly believe that being trans is. is can be as much a rejection of masculinity as it is a, a, an adopting of femininity and so I've been trying to examine the ways in which I'd like to shed things the behaviors and habits that I that I um, acquired over 30 years of being a dude you know um, and one like a huge one that I, I'm still working on but is like talking over people. men just talk over women constantly. Um, and I'll, I'll still find myself doing it and be like, ah, Jesus, stop that. You know? Um, but I've noticed that not a lot yet, but, but it'll happen to me. Like men start, start kind of being a little interrupty and talky over of me. Although I have the habit of like holding my own in that. So, like, it's kind of like the boy kicks back in and I'm like, nah, I'm not done yet, you know? Um, Which which is kind of good, because I'm like, every woman should assert herself like that. So, in some ways, maybe I can be kind of an it example. It also makes but- me
2: think about my femininity and masculinity, because yeah. then I'm like... Am I more masculine because I will talk over people? Like, (laughs) and that's something that I'm trying to work on doing. We're both trying to listen better. Yeah. That's like theme of 2018. Better (laughs) listeners.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Pressure. Again, this is sort of uh, uh, like, it's two things. Again, it's like trans thing. Trans experience stacked on top of womanly experience, but... The pressure to look beautiful, totally. Like, I, I completely understand now why there is such, um, a, 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 like, why eating disorders are so common and why, um, why many women have such awful uh, self-image problems. I mean, honestly, like, I, I, Rachel, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but, like, Rachel has big self-image problems And I mean, problems is a poopy word, but like, but, you know, but challenges, right? And, um, uh, and now I, I feel like I much more intimately start, uh, have an understanding of the, where that comes from, you know, um. Like, yes, I worry about just failing on looking like a man, but even if I'm feeling confident about looking like a woman, I, I, in the mirror now, I'm like, oh, I wish I had more of a butt. I wish my whatever ribs weren't so big. I need to lose these love handles. I, um, you know, like, oh, I feel like I'm, I fucked up my makeup today and it looks awful, or, you know, um, like I need a, I need a haircut. My, um, I'm not coordinating outfits well enough, or I've worn the inappropriate, oh, that's another thing appropriateness of
2: outfits to places, you know? In um, ways that you never felt as a man.
0: No, I mean, yeah. a man is like, you. there's pretty much like, there's like three modes. It's like, you know, do am I dressing in jeans and a t-shirt? Or am I showing up, uh, it, you know, in like whatever, like office, cash, something like that, you know? Or is it a formal event and I'm wearing a suit? That's pretty much it. And, you know, it's like, men's fashion is all about like minutia. It's all like, what's the you know what's the cut of your lapel and did you get the thing tailored and you know and which I was it's funny I was historically awful at that shit as a guy because I didn't care I didn't like those clothes so whatever you know but now I'm I'm totally into it and fascinated and like now I'm like how do I dress well as a woman not only because it makes me feel good to to do that but also because I want people to perceive me as beautiful. Like, it feels like a failure if I feel like people aren't perceiving me that way, which is a thing that I never really felt as a guy, you know?
1: Are there any aspects of masculinity that you've wanted to retain? Um. Yeah,
0: that's a good question. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, uh, I think, you know, kind of like what we were just talking about, I think there's there's a social confidence that inherently comes and not to say that women can't or don't have it, but there's just a again, you have that privilege of being, you know, the uh of of having status in in a room. And and while I'm trying to now check that privilege and 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 learning in the ways in which I find it distasteful, like there's a confidence that comes with it that I'm like, no, I'm gonna hang on to that because I actually think women should have that. And if I've got it already, then great, I'll, I think it's a positive thing um, uh, there's also I mean, dumb things and like, I'll always like action movies you know, like I know again, not to say that women don't but I'm like, you know oh, you know, a big one is I, I, I've I've done it already a lot like I cuss all the time, again not to say that any of these things can't be uh, I, I think they're just stereotypically more masculine traits you know um, something that I've been, uh, looking at recently is I, I'm not super satisfied with my voice. Like even now I'm trying to like speak up here and like kind of like a head voice, but you know, when we wake up in the morning, I'm talking like this, you know, I mean, it's funny. I can't it's even really do loud. it right <laughs> now. No, it, no, truly it is. I mean, I could talk, I could have spent this whole interview talking like this, you know, but, but it's like, I'm trying to sort of convey a different voice up here. But right now, it still, to me, it it still just sounds like a guy, like almost like a gay guy. I sound like a gay guy. You know, I'm kind of lispy and up here. And and there's this whole... If you ever hear a trans woman who um, sounds like a woman, it's one of two things. Either they were just blessed to already have that kind of feminine tenor up there... Or they've done a whole lot of work to learn the tricks in order to do that.
2: If you were to give a piece of advice Mm -hmm. to someone who is transitioning, Mm -hmm. um, what advice would you give them?
0: I think the advice I would give is this. Is that all of the doubts that you are undoubtedly having are valid... But, at the same time, um, the, one of the best things that I ever read on, like, a trans forum was that if, like, if you're, you know, I think there's a big worry of, like, oh, am I just blowing a sexual fetish out of proportion? Like, you know, am, am, I, am I questioning something that actually isn't real? And, and the answer is, cis people don't ask these questions
2: <laughs> about themselves. <laughs> the
0: very, the very... Fact of you asking these questions um and having an interest or a desire in this is enough justification that it is really worth examining, and really could be a real thing. I spent so much time um, um, that that true I think was necessary, but truly that I wish i hadn't spent fretting over whether or not I had the right to do this, and the answer is yes, yes, you have the right, absolutely. Um, and, and you don't need to have been suicidal, uh, to, you know, or feel like your, you know, your earth wouldn't have been shattered otherwise to pursue this. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's like the biggest piece of advice. And then I think the other one is if you, you know, if you have gotten to the place where you feel like it is for sure something that you want, don't wait. Oh my God, I just wish I could have done this way, way sooner. Um, partially for for like very like clinical reasons of of you know I I didn't do it until my pretty much my like 30th birthday and you the older you get the more diminishing returns you get on on hormones and thankfully there's they're, they're working well like my face has softened a lot um, obviously all the emotional things I do have you know I've grown some boobs like um, you know there's still big changes but like if you see somebody who transitions, for example, in their te- starts hormones in their teens. By the time they hit their twenties, like you would never, they, they just they pass so easily. Um, and then even like early twenties, still still great. Late twenties, it's a little harder. And then, but like right about in your thirties, your your growth plates stop uh, stop changing. So like we, the your bone structure, you're stuck with it now. I mean, largely. Um, so it it just means that you, that if you if you if this if it's important to you to to really be as feminine appearing as possible then that means you're now headed for things like surgeries which i you know i would like to do but also it's like they're so expensive and they're such a hassle and again it's like it's invasive there's recovery times um so i'm just like oh my god just do it pull the trigger You know, um, because whatever bullshit you're going to have to go through, you're going to have to go through anyway. So why not just do it now and not five years from now when and kick yourself for not having done it five years sooner,
2: yeah. you know, give yourself permission. And it, I think also taking hormones when you're younger, it's not as if it's, it's irreversible. That's right. That's right. So it's not like a surgery where you can't change your mind later. That, that's yeah. right. You
0: can always back off of that. The, the only, I mean, the, 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 only part of it that you can't really back off of is once you grow boobs, you've got boobs, unless you, then you have to go get a surgery to get rid of them if you don't want them. But um, but, but yes, like if I, if I tomorrow was like, oh my God, I, this has been a huge mistake. I don't want to do this anymore. I could stop hormones and pretty much go back. Oh, my just made such a sad face. I w- I don't want to do that <laughs> at all. Um, you know, and that and other things like I've, my legal name change went through. so like legally I made a Westfall now. So now I'm Ada Westfall, you know? Um, so, so it's not to say that this isn't something that you should feel. I think it's worth taking the time to feel sure about it, but once you do, do it. Don't be scared of starting. Just start, you know.
1: And
2: Rachel, as the partner of someone who's transitioning, what advice would you give to other partners who might be in the supportive role or who might be dealing with things during this process? Um, I can only speak to, I think, experiences similar to mine in the sense that, like, I am attracted to women, so having a partner switch from M to F is not a big deal. I could imagine it being a big deal if someone is like a straight woman and their husband. That happens, like so. My advice won't work for that, um, but yeah, just um, radical acceptance and um, everything changes. Nothing changes uh that's about it <laughs> <laughs> but you know i mean it,
0: something that rachel has been incredible and again it, it like she said it's been uh, we had we've had the luxury of rachel already being into in into this so you know there was nothing to like get over but what something that rachel has been really wonderful at and and it's always a struggle and we continue to work on it but it has just been been listening well
2: it's funny talking about this i'm like this could apply not just for a lesbian couple where you have a cis partner and trans partner it could just be any kind of relationship of just listening to the beautiful human that is in your life and trying to like communicate and share with you Mm -hmm. um everything's a lot better when you're listening improves
0: I, I think that's another sort of piece of advice that I, I mean I think is a great piece of advice for all relationships and maybe it's a little obvious but communicate it's just you know I, I'm baffled by relationships when I see them where they where people keep secrets from each other I mean obviously dumb things like a surprise party or whatever but like you know when you, uh, everything is out on the table for us and I mean we have a rule that if somebody else asks us to keep one of us to keep a secret from the other one, no dice. Absolutely not. There are no secrets in our relationship, um, and and thus everything is on the table. And I think, in some ways, the only reason we've even made it this far and not broken up when times got real hard is because we've been fiercely committed to communicating and communicating uh, respectfully.
2: Thanks so much for being with us, guys. Yeah, thank you for having us.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed the podcast and thanks for listening. We also want to thank Point in Passing for their original music and website design. Be sure to subscribe to Love Link on iTunes and leave us a review. Stay tuned for our upcoming episode with Esther Perel and check out our upcoming singles workshop on October 20th on lovelink.co. See you next time.